Welcome to Constructed Curiosity, a podcast that aims to expand your horizons and promote personal growth by exploring various topics and having conversations with extraordinary people. I'm your host, Casey Sprague. Thank you for joining me, and let's start the show. Thank you for joining me today on Constructive Curiosity. Today's guest is Junior Matthews. He's an entrepreneur, a father, husband, and a man of faith, and I think you're going to really enjoy everything he has to say today. So thank you and welcome, and enjoy the show. All right, so Junior, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you for joining me today, and this is actually the initial episode that I'm recording, so thanks for being the first guest I have. Absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about life. Yeah. Life, experience, how to get better at things. It's going to be a fun journey today. So give everybody an overview of what Junior's done. So he is actually, you know, a, a business mogul in Richmond Hill, Georgia. He has several different things that he runs. So Black Diamond Acquisitions, EXP Realty, Coastal Ranch Services. is also a member of the United States Army Reserve. So how do you balance your time? That's a very tough question because you know when in business there's always the uh temptation to to you know i'm I'm a passionate individual so what happens sometimes is that work-life balance is really really difficult to maintain but i i know i know the importance of it through studies i love to read you know about different leaders um different business owners and and kind of learn from their mistakes to try not to repeat them and one of the biggest things is getting that work-life balance kind of out of whack and so i make it a priority that if i feel like business is which it can easily do but if it starts to get to a place where it's interfering with family time and you know doing the most important thing to me which is you know doing things for my family um then then we we take a step back and, and that's and my wife's a business owner as well and and that's the good news it's tough because again us we're both passionate individuals and so there's always that temptation to to make more money you know and then you know it's like where do you draw the line it is it's a challenge it really is and you just gotta you gotta be self-aware uh you gotta understand um you know when when it's starting to take a toll on your family and 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 it is a challenging thing to do but we, we do our best so did i miss one of those is food richmond hill still one of your all's businesses as well yeah yeah so my wife she's pretty much over uh food richmond hill she started that when i was on active duty um she runs a cleaning business which is actually her priority right now i think she's got 15 cleaners right now she does a lot of volume she's got one of the top cleaning businesses in, in the area um and she's also director of a preschool so she's she's probably busier than i am <laughs> seven total business ventures i guess then, or six? something like that yeah <laughs> they say seven streams of in- income is what the average millionaire has so we're, we're there well, <laughs> i'll say we're millionaires <laughs> So when it comes to, you know, the business aspect of it, who would you say is your biggest inspiration? Oh, you said there's going to be some surprise questions. <laughs> uh, hmm. I would have to, I would have to say just, you know, going with my gut, I'm, I'm a religious man. And my, my biggest inspiration for doing what I do is, is God, you know, um, you know, by me having the ability to, to invest in different types of ministries 
and, and help organ you know you know there's other organizations out that need money that's a big motivation to me so it's not you know it's not i'm not the type of person that, that makes all this money and just you know give me give me give me i like to i like to let it flow through me and so by being having that relationship with god it, it um it, it it helps me keep things in a perspective because obviously money is never going to make you happy. Um, so that that's, that's an inspiration to me in itself. Yep. So, and sorry, we have an interruption. So this is normal for all my work meetings too. Um, <laughs> almost two year old here loves to come in, but moving on to that, what are some of the causes you like your mind to flow through too? So you say you like to, you know, get through it. What do you like to get through to? I'm sorry. Can you ask that again? Uh, what are some of the different causes or organizations that you like to, you know, filter your money through? You said religion was a big part of it. So what do you like to get back to? Yeah, mainly I I, I count on my my church. Um, we're, we're heavily involved in church. That's another thing I didn't mention is my wife's actually on staff at church as well. Um, that's that's the, the, the preschool is ran through the church. So um, I most of my money flows through them and, and I trust them to, to, you know, invest in other organizations. So there's not anything outside of that that I'm specifically. I mean, I, I don't miss the opportunity to, to obviously give when I can, when something, you know, pops up, but I, I don't do it consistently. It's mainly through the church and, and they they in turn invest in other ministries or um, different types of organizations that need it. Yeah, that's awesome. So originally from Norman, Oklahoma, the home of the Sooners, are you a big Sooner fan? I am. I am. This is a rough year for us. <laughs> There's not that many for Oklahoma. That's the good news. Oh man. I just hope that we can turn it around because this is, this has been painful for us. <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Norman? Well, Norman, is different than noble so essentially in central oklahoma you have oklahoma city then you have more then you have norman and noble norman is um you know i grew up went to school there through fourth grade and then in fifth grade um, i ended up going to noble and so noble's right south of norman noble is kind of a small town country town uh very very small population a lot of country and i grew up out in the country there i mean we're 30 minutes from any type of you know store basically and so Norman is is just like any other typical city. I mean, it's not nothing other than you know everybody everybody being diehard Sooner fans. Um, nothing nothing outside of the ordinary there. It's just uh, you know everybody's got that Sooner pride, and uh, and that's that's basically the the common theme there. And then like I say, I lived in Noble for for a good while, ran the countryside, learned to uh, catch a lot of fish, <laughs> and uh, I missed that lifestyle. And that's something a little bit more uh, laid back, less businessy, more just uh, leisure. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, so what were some of your major early childhood influences? Oh, mm. you know, I, I again, I keep on going back to to religion, um, which religion's man made. So I hate using that word. It's more about relationship. But you know, gr growing up in church, you know, thinking about some of the men and women of God in my life, some of the old. Um, churches I went to that the, they had a heavy influence on me because at a young age, um, you know, even though I grew up in church, I kind of started taking a path down a, a pretty dark route in life. Um, you know, around high school time, I was involved with sports and then I kind of got away from that and started partying a little too much. And, uh, <clears throat> but I always came back, right. I was kind of like that prodigal son, even though I kind of went away, I always came back and, um, but you know so so they had a big influence on my life and, and helping me 
um, you know, stay, stay straight um, on straight and narrow. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I have a very loving family, but um, you know, my, my, my mom and dad, they're, they're, they're the typical nine to five, um, you know, they, they didn't really have the vision that I have in, in terms of financial freedom. And, and I was never really taught that. That's just something that I kind of, I, I didn't really have anybody in my life, unfortunately, that kind of planted those seeds like, here, man, this is the way to do it. Corporate America, yeah, you, you can make a living, but if you want financial freedom, you know, you need to be thinking about these things. I didn't really have that. Um, and so it's something probably about actually five or six years ago where I just, I got to a place I'm getting older. I'm starting to think a little bit more about, you know, retirement and, and how to set myself up, my family up for success there. And, uh, you know, and, and I started making some changes and started studying, investing really hard, but as a, at a young age, I didn't really have that, you know? Um, so unfortunately I, I don't really have anybody that I could say stood out. It's something that I kind of just stumbled across and figured out on my own. Well, no, that independence is awesome. That's something you know you, Gain some self-reliance and you know self-awareness and understand where you had to go with it. So from Norman to coastal Georgia, what are the biggest impacts of your life from going there to where you are today? So when I when I left Norman, I joined the Marines. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I graduated boot camp before my class. I dropped out of high school. So I told you I kind of had a rough patch. I didn't think that school was something that I necessarily needed a lot of stuff. I, I felt like it wasn't going to be something that I was going to use one day. And I ended up just going to the military, um, joining the Marines. So I ended up in, in um, North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina. That's where I was stationed at Camp Lejeune. But from from Norman to where I'm at right now, um, you know, the Marines took me all over the world. I, I've been to so many different countries, got to see so many different cultures. And, and um, you know, and then I and then, um, you know, when I got out of the Marines, um, I, I stayed in North Carolina, decided to turn wrenches for a living. And, and I still, you know, that's one of my businesses now, Coastal Wrench Services, Mobile Auto Repair. So I'm, I'm still incorporating that into my life. But I realized really quick that was a dead end. So then I went back into the Army in 2009. But um, yeah, a lot of lessons learned. I met my wife in North Carolina when, um, when I was going to school in East Carolina through the ROTC program there. And uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of just... You know, I would say that one of the things that really stands out in terms of life experiences from Norman to here in coastal Georgia would be just understanding what what the world has to offer. Like I can't I can't comprehend and nothing against Oklahoma. My family's there, it's home, I love it, but man, it just blows my mind that people would want to stay there forever because <laughs> there's, you know, being all over the world and, you know, I love the beach. I love the mountains. I love having that. You don't really have that in Oklahoma, which I mean, everybody's looking for different things in life, but man, just being exposed to all these, you know, we were stationed in Hawaii and just all these different cultures, you know, it kind of put us here in Richmond Hill, Georgia, where we, we, we know kind of what we wanted. And, and I don't feel like that in terms of where we're going to stay forever. And I don't feel like we would have fully, known that if we wouldn't have experienced you know all the different places that we went uh, that's an awesome answer i mean i agree 100 you know traveling and giving experience new things is one of the greatest parts of military service and you know one of the best parts of life it's hard to ever want to stop you know the just the constant move cycle because like okay somewhere new somewhere new right it's exciting. very exciting so it, it's uh my wife and i always tell people like well are you gonna move again we don't know we'll have to wait and see and never 
you never know you might get that itch to get going again well you know it, it has a certain amount of appeal to it at first um you know we my wife and i both were like all right what's next you know and, and honestly when i got stationed here at fort stewart when i was on active duty i thought i was going to go ahead and finish out the full 20 on active duty which i you know I, I told you earlier that you know i am at 20 but it's a combination of reserve and active duty time but i came here with the intent to to finish out but we just you know for stewart just kind of wore us out and we're like all right we need to take a relook at our life and where we are and are we happy and so, but yeah, first is like, you know, experience in Hawaii was awesome. And then, you know, it's like, what's next, you know, experience in different cultures. But then when you have that family and, and, and then you start to see the effects of that lifestyle in the family, you kind of take a step back and you're like, all right, do we want to continue to go down this road, uh, you know, with the family in mind, or do we want to make some changes? And that's kind of what we ended up doing is getting off of active duty and starting in a lot of businesses. <laughs> So is Hawaii your favorite place that you went to, or is there somewhere else that sticks out? Yeah, Hawaii was was definitely the best. And it's they always they always say anybody who's been stationed in Hawaii will tell you that you know you may get you may get kind of it may get old while you're there, but once you leave, you won't realize how good you had it. And that's so true. That's we wish we could go back. We loved it. We that's where my son was born at in Hawaii. So um you know we we experienced parenthood at that point but uh that that kind of inter that kind of interfered with us experiencing it the way that we really wanted to but hey it was meant to be it's just the way things worked out uh, we ended up getting to go to the big island my wife and i were able to hike to where lava was uh not necessarily flowing but um we got to we got to hike a few miles to where lava was kind of just sitting there um and I don't know, it's not, it wasn't flowing. We thought it was going to be like flowing. We thought we we're going to walk up, we we're going to see it flowing, but it was just kind of sitting there sizzling, had like a silver cap to it. That was a good experience. Looking back, that was dangerous. And we probably should have um, had a, had some type of guide to take us there. We didn't realize the the risk associated with that, but we were adventurous. We were young. I'm glad my wife made it because we definitely didn't bring water and it got really hot. <laughs> And um, I'm not going to go to the Big Island, but I did get to go to, you know, Oahu, and that was interesting for a few days. They're not nearly as cool as living there, and you experience so much more. But moving from Hawaii, you know, other places, where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to travel to? Well, again, I've been all over the world. I've seen a little bit about everything. Um, I, I actually would like to go experience, we just got back from Vegas a few weeks ago, so never, never had an opportunity to go there. I wanted to kind of check that out. We went there through a work convention, so it was kind of work, work slash play, but, um, I want to experience more here. You know, I, I've been, I've been to multiple different countries. Um, there's nothing really that stands out that it's overseas that I'd like to go to. I want to experience more here. Like, you know, I've been to I've been to New York. I went to a West Point to do a boxing tournament when I was in college. I boxed in college and um, but I never got to experience New York City. And so my wife and I have been talking about, you know, going there. So uh, it's crazy to think that I've been to some of, you know, I've been to Paris, France, you know, Barcelona, Spain. I've been to Israel. I've been to the Ukraine. I've been all. I've been to a lot of different beautiful places: Mykonos, Greece, Corfu, Greece. A lot of different beautiful places overseas, but I, I've yet to see some of the the the, the nice things here. So, there, you know, New York City is kind of on the list. Um, we would like to go check that out. And um, you know, in the in the near future, we're going to take our son to. Um, it's a Nickelodeon themed resort, in Mexico. Um, 
So that that's kind of on the the agenda. We were going to go this year, but had some passport issues with his passport. By the way, kids' passports expire after five years. We didn't know that. <laughs> well, they're a pain. We had one for all of us, daughter. We lived in northern New York, and it was a pain in the butt. It's like, okay, got to get renewed. You have to worry about this. And this is only limited. So passports are always fun. Yeah, yeah. But we're ready now. We got it ready to go. So whenever we're, you know, again, it's just finding that time with the busy life that we're in. So the boxing, that's an interesting aspect. Tell us yeah. a little more about that. Yeah, so, you know, growing up, uh, my dad actually fought in the Tough Man Contest. And so, you know, fighting, boxing has always been kind of in my blood. Um, matter of fact, it, when I started out as a young kid, I've always really been into karate. You know, Karate Kid was like my, my favorite movie. I, I was real big Chuck Norris fan, which is by, he's from Oklahoma, by the way, in case you didn't know. So, uh, you know, karate is kind of what started and, and I wanted to take lessons um, at a young age, but my, my parents wouldn't let me. And I think they knew that it, that I may use it the wrong way because uh, I was just a very uh, physical kid. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, um, when I went to East Carolina, um, one of the actual one, one of our um, ROTC instructors was actually he used to be a West Point boxing coach um, and he's a retired lieutenant colonel. And uh, he uh, he started the boxing program at East Carolina. So I was actually part of that initial It's collegiate boxing, but I was actually part of that initial program of it being started. I don't even know if it's still going today, but long story short, um, man, I saw that opportunity. And I was a little bit older. I went through college at 20 or excuse me, at 30. And so I was a little bit older than, than the, the you know, 20 year olds in college. And, and so I felt a little bad about that because, you know, you hear that old man strength. I'm like, man, is this fair? Because my first match, I knocked the guy out. <laughs> and that was in North Carolina in Raleigh. But um, yeah, so I saw the opportunity and I took full advantage of it. I ended up going to Nationals in West Point. Um, the only one from the team. And but it, I lost I lost my uh, my first match. So um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. So but it was a good experience. It was a good, good experience. I, I didn't like I, said, I didn't place. So I went there to win, but it didn't work out. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of memories. Um, a lot of good hard training. That's awesome. That's a collegiate athlete business. Like I said, on the rise mogul. So kind of kind yes. of things going on for you and in your background. So one question I do want to ask you here is, you know, pivotal times in life. You know, everybody's going to have a little bit different ones here, there, and wherever. But one I think we could all agree on. That's a sometime that if you could go back, talk to your past self, and give a little bit of you know perspective or advice or whatever you want to do. 14 is a good age for that because you're going out of middle school into high school. So if you could talk to your 14 year old self, what would you want to say? Oh man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> um, and again, I, I hate for my first response to be about money, but it, it, cause it's not all about money. It's about financial freedom. When you have financial freedom, it allows you to, to, you know, take off. My wife and I, we can we can go on vacation for the next two weeks if we want to, and not have any concerns. Um, it's taken us a while to get here, um, but that's awesome to be able to have that financial freedom. That's what it's all about, and very few people have that. Um, and, and so I, I would say, you know, start thinking now. And 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 I got some younger brothers, and I'm trying to talk some, you know. And I got an eight year old son. I'm 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 hoping they listen to me because <laughs> now I'm that guy planting that seed that I wish somebody would have planted in my life. But man, I, I would have told myself, you know, start thinking about your future now and start thinking about investing now. Start thinking about setting yourself up, because if I would have done that right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't be working. Um, well, I say I wouldn't be. I don't know that I could just not work. But 
Yeah, I would say, you know, start thinking about how to how to generate passive income right now and financial uh, financial freedom for your future right now. And you're going to be doing just fine by the time you're my age. Um, and 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 that would be one of the biggest things. But, you know, also from I guess from a spiritual standpoint, too, is, you know, everything that glitters isn't gold, you know, um, that 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 old saying and and there's no there's no there's absolutely no um future there's absolutely nothing good for you in the nightlife because you know growing up i um again i went through kind of a rough stage i kind of had that in my system i did a lot of partying um i got married um while i was in the marine corps that unfortunately didn't work out fortunately it, it did it didn't work out but i i hate that i've been through a divorce For, fortunately there's no kids involved but um, I'm, I'm very happy that things worked out the way they did. Long story short, things didn't work out there. And I still, because I joined the Marine Corps at such a young age, um, I still didn't really get to experience the going out and experiencing the nightlife um, as, uh, as a young man with the ability to go into clubs because the, previously it was at people's houses, right? I was under 18 and, and, you know, we always found a way to get alcohol or whatever, but I still felt like I was missing that in my life. Right. I felt like that, that was something that I needed to kind of get out of my system. And, and I wish there was some way I could have convinced myself that that's going to take you down some paths. You don't want to go down and some things that will leave some scars. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of times us in life, um, you know, especially for those of us that are married um, and, and we think that we're maybe we're missing out on that and not everybody. We all come from different places, but I struggle with that um, at a young age. But so it's a good thing that I got it out of my system and nothing terrible happened. But, man, it, it would have been a lot better if I would have been more focused on things that actually mean something versus thinking that I needed to go out and party and, you know, go out and get crazy and doing that kind of stuff. I wish I could have said something to myself to keep me from going down that road. But it's made me who I am today. You know, maybe, maybe you know, we all go through past in life for a reason. And so I guess I just had to go through that. But it would have been nice to have been focusing at an early age on things that actually matter versus that stuff that leads to dead ends. Well, that's some great perspective. So to kind of jump off that one, where do you want to be in five years? What do you see yourself? In five years, you know, and, and my wife and I talk about this all the time about setting like goals, you know, how many properties do we want to own? And and and, and I always say, I'm going to keep on investing in properties until I'm just tired of it. I don't have a number. I'm just going to keep on doing it. So I want to, I want to have obviously a, a strong, um, a lot stronger portfolio than I do right now. Like right now, a lot of our investment properties are in duplexes, quadplexes, stuff like that. I want to start getting into apartment complexes, uh, maybe even a few trailer parks. I know people kind of look down on that, but there's a lot of money to be made in trailer parks. Um, it's the thrill of the hunt, you know, finding these deals to me is just, it's the thrill of the hunt. And and there's an, there's a there's a feeling once you secure a transaction and once it goes once it closes and it's officially yours, it's it's a, it's almost a high that you can't you can't really compete with and it, it's just so much fun. Um, so a lot more a lot more rental properties, preferably apartment complexes. Um, I'd, I'd like I'd like to get into actually in the next five years. This has been on my agenda of things to tap into, and I have the ability to do it. I just got to make it a priority. There's something called syndication, 
And so I've, I've been studying this a lot. And so essentially what a syndicator does is I pull together a group of investors and we go invest in those apartment complexes. And I, and I have, like I said, I have the connections to do that now. I just got to go out and find the deals. So I'd be the sponsor and I'd be the one here, gentlemen, here's the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, here's the numbers. This is why it makes sense to invest in this deal. Let's go get it. And so I'd, I'd like to get into some of that as well, because me, I'm, I'm limited with my funds. Obviously, I can't go out and buy a $30 million um, you know, apartment complex, but with the right investors, I can. And so I'd like to get into that as well. And um, that, that's 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 the big thing. Um, five more years have the ability to and we're, we're kind of there right now, but not quite. I feel like I need I feel like we need a little bit more, but absolutely have the ability to take a step back and and just live life if we want to um again we're we're close to that right now not quite there uh but that's that financial freedom we have that financial freedom right now but not quite to the point where i'm comfortable enough to just drop everything and say all right let's go ahead and live life and go on vacations and, and even when i even when i get to that place it's going to be hard to convince my wife because she has got strong work work ethic matter of fact we may need to get you um to to bring her on because she's she is very you know it's like you like the bible says iron sharpens iron and and we keep each other going and she she does a lot more studying than I do. I used to do a lot of reading. I used to do a lot of podcasts. I stay so busy now. I don't do it like I used to. I'm starting to pick it back up. But I have no doubt that she's going to have the ability to to one day soon be a good, strong business coach and, and stuff like that. So let me know if you want to get her on. We'll uh, we'll arrange for that. She'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah, no, definitely. We can have both sides of the equation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So any other closing thoughts or, you know, advice or perspective you want to give everybody? Yeah. The main thing is, you know, don't get caught up. And, and, and I hate for the common theme here to be, you know, about money. But again, that's what makes the world turn. And so, you know, don't get caught up in the idea of you have to work a nine to five job. Um, that's not true. You know, and, and, and the only reason the only reason I arranged got a degree is because i want to be an officer in the military now some 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 professions require degrees and, and you you got to do it but you know how many people will go out there and get degrees and never use them and that's just a lot of wasted money and time so you know think hardly about whether or not you need to actually get that degree or not depending on what your what your you know what your route is in life uh but the main thing is is make decisions to have financial freedom make decisions to have financial freedom and uh, that way you can you can live life the way you want to live life and not the way that somebody tells you that you need to live life and that's one of the biggest things that that we did recently in 2019 when i got off active duty we we we, we made a decision that we're no longer going to be controlled by the military and we're going to live life the way we want to live life and we started businesses and, and it's the best decision we've ever made so live your life you know live your life the way you want to live it if you're going to continue to let people tell you that um corporate america is the only way to go you got to go out and get a degree to be successful well then you know that's the life you're going to live and you're going to be a slave to your job that's a choice you make and, and my recommendation is to definitely not go that because there's a better life out there for you yeah well, that's awesome advice and perspective thank you for joining me this morning and Look forward to giving you all the best deal we can in the future, and I will talk to you later.
Absolutely. And I'll end on this. If you know anybody looking to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the United States, give me a call. 912-432-1673. Thanks, Junior. Absolutely. Have a good one, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.